welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic. This is Lean. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a senior and a content producer. For today's episode, we wanted to introduce you to our new team. This is part two of Hannah and Phoebe's episode about their college experience so far. Hi, everyone. It's so good to see you all here. Um, why don't you all start off with introducing yourselves and telling us a little bit about you? I can go first. Uh, my name is Andrew. My pronouns are he, him. I'm a freshman and uh, I'm a content producer for Pass the Mic. Um, some things about me, I'm, I'm from Hawaii, the west side of Oahu. Uh, I played saxophone in, in uh, high school and I also played baseball for four years. You're from Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. You just became so much cooler, you know? <laughs> um, my name is Zena. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a sophomore. I'm a transfer. Um, so I'm brand new here, just like Andrew's, and uh, my role here is a content producer. And some interesting facts about me: I'm pretty basic. You know, if you, I'm the most basic hijabi you see walking down the street. You know, I think I have like a some nice, yeah, some nice outfits. You know, yeah, I don't know. I would say so. Thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Isha. I am a she/her/her pronouns. I'm a junior transfer as well from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I'm also a new content producer here at Pass the Mic. Um, some interesting things about me. I really like spicy food. Um, I don't know. That's kind of boring. That's no, a good no, fact. No, that's a great fact. Thank you. Thank you. And I love the Vikings. Skull Vikings. Mm. You also believe in the five-second rule. Yes, I do. Okay. Five-second cool. rule. Anything that's dropped and there's five seconds. Yo, <laughs> that, that's fair game. <laughs> um... Hey everyone, I'm Renu. My pronouns are she, her. I am in my fourth year of undergrad. And I say that and not I'm that, and that I'm not a senior because I um, am doing an extra semester. So I'm going to be here next fall. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to continue doing this. Um, oh yeah, I'm an audio producer. Um, I work with Aman to edit the audio. And today I am also the audio engineer. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, she is. Ooh, so, shout out Renu. Set up all of our, <laughs> yeah. um, all of our mics pop today. Off, yes. yes. Um, but also shout out Victor for the instructions. Okay, Victor. Um, shout out Victor. Shout out Victor. And Phoebe and Hannah for doing the <laughs> first always. part of this episode. Yes. As shout always. Out shout out to whole old block. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about our college experiences. I get. I don't think we said our majors. Do we want to say our majors or like what we're interested in if you don't know your major? Yeah, I can start with that. Um, my major, well, it's, it's a confusing one because it's a communications and media major, but I'm not going through that route. I'm going through the journalism route. Oh, nice. But I'm using that in my backpack. So that's me. Cool. Yeah. Mm, cool. And then um, I'm, I think I'm doing data science, but like I'm going to apply that into finance. So like undercover Ross hole, I guess, because I'm in LSA. Wow. Undercover. Undercover, though. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I am. I came in. I transferred in doing economics and film major, but the school here was really, really sad about taking a lot of my credits. So they were like, "You're gonna have to take four econ classes again." So I was like, "I don't like econ enough for this." So I dropped my econ, and I'm just a film, television, media major. That's sick. That's yeah, so that's cool. Really cool. Thank you. <laughs> good. Good. You found that out. You know that you don't like econ. Yeah, I know. Honestly, a blessing in disguise. Honestly. Uh, I am a uh, double major in uh, biology and international studies with a focus on global health. Nice. Cool. And you are taking the MCAT right now? Yeah, oh. I'm studying for the oh MCAT. Oh, my God. How's um, that going? 
Uh, it's tough with school, honestly. It's been um, it's been a little bit hard to balance, but I have until I uh, submit my applications next spring, hmm. and uh, I graduate in December, so I have all that time to work on that. Wow, so that's what I'm counting on. It's you know? so exciting. Yeah, it's um, just a step in the path, I guess. Hmm. Um, I am a environmental studies major, and I'm focusing in sustainable food systems. Oh, so you're a hippie. <laughs> oh, well, um, I'm also uh, doing German. I finished my German major sophomore year because I went abroad. Oh. Um, and then I'm also doing a digital studies minor, which I feel like if you like journalism, you might like digital yeah, studies. Yeah, it's so fun. They have a lot of cool classes. Um, they had a mini course on podcasting, really? which I almost took, but then I was like, you know, I'm in a podcast. I don't need to yeah. know how to podcast. Well, um, well, are you going to whip out some German for us or not? Oh, my God, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Is it like Spriggan Deutsch? Oh, my God. Like, oh, uh, so where no. did you mean when you were studying abroad? Mm -hmm. Where did I go? I went to Germany. How, how, oh, that was what, a dumb question. What, 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 what city? Like, um, it's yeah, a city, city called Freiburg. It's in the south of Germany, and it's bordering Switzerland and France. Mm. Did you um, go to Switzerland or France? I did go to both of those places. Um, I didn't go to Paris, actually, but I went to a really pretty city called Nantes. And it's, on, it's, in, West, it's in West France, and it was so beautiful. Lean, were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what made you want to study German? Um, you know, you know how you were saying that you realized you didn't like econ and then you dropped your econ major? Um, I did not realize I did not like German. <laughs> so then I just completed my German major. You know, that's funny because I also studied German. You did? Mm -hmm. In high school or in college? In high school. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, um, a different reason than what you probably, why you went into German. Mm -hmm. I had a crush on a German boy. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so I learned the language. Oh my God. That's You're such a flex though. Yeah. yeah. So Honestly. I learned the language. That's not cute. That's weird. Yeah, he ghosted the... He goes Did you the get the guy? guy? Oh, hell no. Uh oh. Oh, are you joking? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, how many That's... years? How many years? No, it was just for like a, it was just for a year. No, not even a year. It was, it was a like semester. A, a semester. A semester. Hmm. A semester, yeah. So you took German for one semester? Yeah. Or you had a crush on him for one semester? Both. No, no, no. Oh, okay. oh I had a crush on him forever. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> that's, the, you know, no, no, that's no, no. really cute. No, that, I don't no know. that's. that's... That's not that's that's down bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, honestly, no. I. No, it's so cute. Yeah, I like. Also, it's cute. It's so cute. No, honestly, no. One of my best friends literally started learning German because her boyfriend was German, and but now she okay, learns German. That's you already and they broke up. No, but 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 they broke up, and she's still learn, learning German, and In she my still defense, loves it. I was oh, 14. Sunk cost. That's fine. And, and then oh, okay. and then I dropped the language, okay? Yeah, Let's that's fine. On. And it's in high school. Yeah, we're moving on. Moving also, on. like, totally, if you're in a relationship with someone and, like, their language is important to them and you learn yeah. it. Yeah. I that's, think that's so, like, it's that's, so good. that's the coolest thing. Yeah. That's like, a very the commitment true. in that. Most definitely. Also, um, I just feel like a lot of people I know just study German, like, randomly. Like, I know, I can count, like, three people that I know from class that know German. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, one of them is also learning Arabic, which I think is the closest thing ever. That it's is so really badass cool. to learn it if you're not a native speaker. Mm -hmm. I am taking Arabic and I am Arab. <laughs> it's not, that's not obvious. Um, that was supposed to be supposed to be my easy A. I'm drowning. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no. And then so we had a bunch of white kids with us the first day of class, 
and they all dropped <laughs> one by one. one and there's one standing. <laughs> there's one left. There's only one white person mm-hmm. in your class. And I'm like, damn. That's amazing. Good for you. That's good for them. Wait, yeah. um, do you have the 830 section of Arabic? What Arabic are you in? Literally 101. Okay, yeah. There's a there's an 8.30 a.m. section. I just hear so many horror stories. Bro, because the <laughs> curriculum is so funny. There's, like, cousins getting married. And, like, it's about, like... It's it's so it's so problematic because it's so like politicizes the mm-hmm. identity so much more than it needs to. Mm-hmm. Like people learn about the UN before they learn how to say like the colors or like how to mm-hmm. say like the most basic stuff. I, learned, I just learned it. <laughs> Is this a language class? That. It's Arabic 101. And you're learning about the UN? We learned what the UN is, and we see, like, Saudis <laughs> this is, this is what on the board. Like, oh, this is the liberal oh my God. agenda. <laughs> well, well, aren't you taking first-year Korean? Yeah, I'm taking first-year Korean. It, do you also Ooh. learn about the nah, UN? Nah, we're, we're learning about, like, <laughs> hey, bro, what'd you eat for lunch? It's like, hey, I was in South Quad to eat lunch, bro. It's like, uh, and that's, like, what you need to know, like, to... to I know. Go- Wait, that's actually crazy that you're learning about the UN. It's, it's just... Because like we're so politicized. Yeah, but that's mm. that's wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun <laughs> if you hate yourself. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I was actually thinking about taking another language, but all of the language classes next semester are like second semester. Mm, it's like yeah, the yeah. second part two, year two, or whatever. But maybe fall, maybe fall, I'll take Arabic mm. or Korean mm. Mm. or Hindi. Honestly, yeah, I'm trying to take Hindi. I have been looking at some of the, like, Asian studies courses. Yeah. There's an intro to Hinduism course, but it's taught by a white man. No, I'm And I was in, like, you are? I'm in history of Indian civilization right now, yeah, taught who, by a white man. Oh, my God. Which, well, so how do you feel about that? Because I was talking to my mom about it, and she was like, yeah, you can't, like, discriminate like that. Because she's I Indian. Mean, yeah. She teaches German. Mm. And she's like, well, you know, is it, like, not legitimate if I teach German because I'm not, like... yeah. But but I feel like I was like it doesn't go that way like it doesn't apply that way because you're a minority and white people are not the minority. Well, like, I think for like language classes and like history classes, it's mm-hmm. not it's like less applicable versus like if he was like to speak on like how Indian people are treated in American mm-hmm. society or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, like you can still be an expert in the field without having to be like of that ethnicity. Yeah, which if, is what my mom like was a saying. Thing. Yeah, I think though representation matters. Like, I feel like if more like Arabs were, like you know, involved in making the curriculum, it wouldn't be the way that it is. I feel like it just um, you you can tell, right? I think especially when it comes to people of color, like you said, it's it's not the same for your mom teaching German, I feel like. Because when it comes to people of color, I feel like there's a lot more marginalization. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you can tell when a class curriculum or a syllabus is crafted by a person of color when it's about a topic like that versus a syllabus that's, you know, made by a white person or taught by a white person. Because you just have, like, as a person of color, you just have that perspective that a white person can't necessarily bring to the class. But, you know, I don't know. Intro to Hinduism sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like for the history of Indian civilization class, I mean, I feel like I haven't really, like, noticed anything different. Like, he just kind of, he, he, low-key, like, has a better accent than me. Like, when he speaks on, like, Hindi (laughs) words, he'd be, like, putting that accent on it. I'm like, okay, baddie. Oh, my God. Like, you're valid for that. How are the people, like, are the people in the class? It's, like, 90% brown kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, I want that so bad. And we had class on Diwali. I thought he would cancel. How is not going to cancel a history of Indian civilization class on Diwali? 
See, like that. See, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's where, like, rep- like if he was celebrating with his family, like, true. right, like this is where mm-hmm. I feel like representation. He didn't even say happy Diwali. What? Did he say anything about Diwali? Okay, I was ten minutes late, so maybe he did say something in the like early oh, part of the, class. Yeah, but you know, but it's not at the end. Yeah, exactly. I feel like yeah. definitely like a brown professor would have canceled class about him. Yeah, a little bit sketchy on that, but hmm. he's pretty good otherwise. Does your mom teach here? Mm-hmm. She teaches German here. She's a lecturer. Ooh. I feel like that fact always gets dropped some somehow when I meet a new person, mm. but she's taught here for like 20 years. Mm. So with your background with U of M and your mom teaching here, what were your expectations coming in? <laughs> I it, It's so weird. I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot like in the past few months because I have kind of completely changed my academic plan. Like I was planning on graduating in April of next year and working, but kind of realized that I don't want to work, you know, right after college because all of the jobs that I are possibly feasible to me are like environmental consulting jobs. And I just like have a moral issue with that. Like I don't want to tell companies how to pollute, but I um, am going to graduate in fall 22 And a lot of the reasons of why I chose to do that was because, like, coming into college, I kind of, like, had everything laid out for me. Um, I, like, knew I was going to be an environment major. And, of course, I knew I was going to be a German major because my mom teaches German. Um, And, like, I even knew that I was going to go abroad. I was like, you know, this is the program I'm going to do because, like, my mom was telling me about it. So I was, like, hearing about it all the time. And then when I got to college, my advisor who had like I've known since I was a little tiny baby because mm-hmm. the German department like we we used to visit um when we were kids me and my sister he was like telling me like oh you should go abroad you should go abroad um and then I went abroad and I was like wow like I, I'm kind of realizing that I don't like learning about Germany because it's not that interesting to me and so I am taking you know this next semester to kind of take my time and like figure out what I want and it's been fun. I work at the campus farm, and it's, like, so much fun. So, That's exciting. Yeah. What about you, Zena? What were your expectations coming into college? So I didn't even think I was going to go to college. My Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a very, very, very complicated background. So I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, up until I was around 13. And then I moved across the fucking globe to a third world country, which was Kurdistan, which was Northern Iraq. And I lived there for six years. And while I was living there, obviously there was a disadvantage with the education, um, with my education there. So I didn't think that having a college education as sophisticated as U of M or as elite as U of M was feasible for me. So I had zero expectations because I didn't even, like, I didn't even think I was going to get in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I came here, I came back to America in 2018 without my diploma, my high school diploma, and I got my GED, and I went to community college, and I did and I did the work, and I applied, and now I'm here, and I came with zero expectations. Like, I don't, and I'm not a partier. I'm very Muslim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Like, so all the expectations that you may get from movies didn't apply to me. So I really came here with just like an open mind and just so grateful to have the opportunity to get an education because I know people, my best friend actually cannot get an education. She's still in Kurdistan and wow. she is not, that's not in her cards, you know? So Again, I had zero expectations and I'm just living every day thankful and just grateful to be here. And I think, honestly, 
that is the best way. If you're going to go anywhere to any school or anywhere in life, just go in with zero expectations and just go with the flow and you will not get disappointed. Although I am disappointed. No, I'm just- <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. That's cool. Wait, Rainer, can I ask you a, yeah. a personal question? Yes. Feel free not to answer. Um, what has it looked like for you to kind of separate your life from, you know, like as a, as a college student, having that independence from mm-hmm. kind of that expectation that you had coming in, whether mm-hmm. it's like because your mom works here or just because you had so many connections? Like, yeah. what did that look like? How do you navigate that? Honestly, I, and I think Phoebe talked about this in the first episode, but like freshman year, I really felt my expectations were pretty high. And the reality of my freshman year was so low. It was like not horrible, but not that great either. Like I was just like, you know, existing and taking the classes that I knew I was gonna take. I think over the last, like my first two years, I kind of started to come into terms with the fact that like, oh, like maybe German isn't something I wanna do. I still like, I still love environmental science, thank God. But like my other half of my major, it was so weird coming into terms with that. I'm still kind of going through like processing it because it was such a big part of my life. I've learned German for like almost my entire life. I've spent so much time on it and I've taken classes here and I love those classes, but like, I don't think I love them because of the content. I think it was mostly the people. And I think that's what kept me to it. But yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Who who wants to go next? Oh, uh, like talking about expectations. <laughs> yeah, expectations, or if you have anything to say. Man, my like my parents are like super strict. So if you're listening to this, dad, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of was like, man, you know, I'm just like I'm trying to get away. I'm like, I'm oh, geez, mm. trying to go to college and just like you know live my own life, like free from like my parents' expectations, and like I can, you know, really like be the person that, like, I feel like I really, like, had to repress at home and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, I I guess, yeah. And so, like, I came to college and, I don't know, I thought it was, like, going to be a lot of parties and stuff like that. And it kind of is. I I have some interesting stories about that. But, um, (laughs) um, and so, you know, I've been, I've been really been, like, getting to experience a lot of things I missed out in high school. And, um, you know, I've just been having a good time. I'm still studying, so if my mom is listening to, I'm getting good grades. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the dorm, ooh, I'm in Oxford. Uh, if, if anyone is listening to this and you're not, if you're like planning on coming here, like, you gotta like make sure you put down kosher or something, like, oh my God. or like on the on the housing application, like apply to like the living communities, cause you do not want to get into Oxford or North Campus. I wish. I wish I knew about all the like hacks people like bro. I was so mad when people were telling me it's like, oh yeah, I just said I had allergies. You gotta put in fucking Salquad. I'm like, yo, I'm in Oxford. I'm literally like 20 minutes past the hill. It's like a 20 minute walk to campus. I'm just like, every morning I gotta I gotta get I gotta get out to the bus stop 30 minutes before class or else I'm gonna miss it. I or else I gotta walk. It's just, ooh, it's rough. Twigs. Oh, I, 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 could, I could get into the food right now about twigs. There's no season. Go off. It's bland. And people, people always clowning on me about, oh, Andrew, why are you so picky? I'm not picky. It's just that the food is so garbage. Is twigs the dining hall at Oxford? Yes, twigs is the dining hall at Oxford. I and thought it's... you meant like sticks on the floor when you're on the bus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> twigs. No, twigs no, no, out no. of this. Yeah, twigs yeah. is actually, I've only been there once and it was my freshman year. And... 
I liked it. You can berate me for saying that, know. but there was it was like Hogwarts night or something, Ooh. and we had butter beer and like Harry Potter fla- like theme. Oxford is just like a bunch of geeks. <laughs> it's like it, it's like separated houses. It's like mm. I'm living in like a summer camp. Like oh my goodness, and it's just fun. like a summer yeah, camp except like, like camp, but... one house is doing all the activities. Like oh my goodness, welcome week we got here. And like I was in the sustainable living community meeting. I just walked in and they're like oh come join us. And like you're not supposed to be there technically. And then like they were playing like the 1980s version of Trivial Pursuit. So it was like hey, bro. 1980s version it's like, of Trivial. Yeah yeah yeah. It was like who won the Super Bowl last year? And it's just like how are you supposed to know this? <laughs> First off, I don't even know what exact date the, the the trivial pursuit was like minted or whatever. And then like, but anyways, it was super boring. I left, and then like I went outside. There's this group of guys. And I'm like, hey, yo, you guys should come into the this like they're having a game night. We're playing like bum trivial pursuit. It'll be funny if there's like a lot of us. And then we we go we go in. And it's like we start not banging on the door because we don't know that our M cards would just like let us in. And it's like and then and then and this 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 girl comes out. This this young lady. She's like, hey, bro, you can't come in. She didn't say that, but like she's like, no, you can't come. She's like, you can't come inside. I was like, what do you mean? I was just in there. She's like, no, you're not allowed. You can't sit with us. Yeah, yeah, no. I was like, bro, you bunch of. Like you're you're not the cool kids. We are. Like you oh guys my are. God. Like I'm sorry, but like let's be real here. Oh, wait, so, here's I know. Literally, I almost lived in Oxford. <laughs> I lived in Markley, and I wish I lived in Oxford. Oh, Bruh, I wish oh I was God. in Markley, but I, I, that's my that's my two cents. Okay, I see. Some. We have differing opinions about this. <laughs> I had my RA class at Oxford, and I, I honestly would probably side more with Andrew. I, I had to eat at the dining hall there a few times. Uh, d- didn't really Should want we push to. twigs after this instead? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, instead no way. <laughs> I have, um, I get dining rights. Mm. <laughs> rights? No. Dollar, dining dollars. <laughs> no, I live over at Newberry, and... It comes with it. So I go to South Quad and no. Mm. And that's the most, that's the best one too. No, and no, no. East is, East, East is top tier. Honestly, Markley's Dining Hall is God tier. Bro. It's Markley. so what good. Is, first Markley off, has such about good Oxford, food. Like, I'm, I'm with there, Rainy but. on this. I was an RA in Markley for two years and like just the pizza station on its own. Oh my bro, God. Build so your own good. pizza is so is it, good. Isn't it in like the basement or something? Yeah, but like, it's so it's it is, so cozy. It like in the winter, you just shuffle downstairs yeah. and you have your, you know, hot cider that they give you sometimes or, you know, cereal. <laughs> the, the food the food is good. I mean, I, I lived in South Quad and I think South Quad just has the most variety and mm. like good food. They, my year, they tried to do like um, they would bring food from different like ethnic restaurants and have people like ooh, taste test them ooh. and stuff. So that was good. But I'm actually is I is good. Also, like it's far away, but you like don't have to walk anywhere because the dining hall is just there and yeah. it's so nice. That is the biggest plus, honestly. Yeah, it's going nice. to the dining hall in your pajamas. Oh yeah. Do you have any comments, Isha? Join the debate. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I guess I don't have much to say since I just transferred here, so I don't. I haven't really checked out any of the dining any of halls. the. Oh, somebody, one of my friends from my classes took me to the South Quad dining hall. wasn't bad. I got I got a free meal because I live in a house, so I have to like cook. I have to cook. Ooh. I have to buy my own groceries. So the school I was going to is called Saint Olaf in Minnesota. It was like a small private liberal arts college, and everybody lives on campus there four years. So I hadn't, like, had to be, like, an adult yet, you know what I mean? Mm. I was still, like, kind of living the freshman life in freshman and sophomore year. 
But then coming here, I was like, I need to live off campus. I want to like, you know, be an actual independent adult. But you know that that's been that's been low key kind of tough. It's, like, it's overrated. It's overrated, but it is fun too. Like I don't want to be living in the dorms. Mm. You know, it's fun to like have your own place. Like like kind of like have somewhere to call home. We have like a cute little patio. We like sit on the balcony. It's nice. Oh it's nice. God. I think I definitely had high expectations coming in freshman year at my other college, and they just were not met. But you know, you live and you learn. Like I feel like I kind of had two expectations since I transferred here and here. It's been. I think I also maybe had like high expectations coming here. I thought it'd be like so easy to like meet new people and like find new friends, but that oh. that shit is hard. Oh, I was we so talk lonely. About that? Yeah, can yeah. We talk about okay. Where are we're like the cool where, people? Where are they hiding? I'm just meeting like the most super <laughs> superficial people out here. No, am I? Is that just me, or is that like yo yo? Wait, yo at Michigan? Know. Yeah. Lean, what do you think you were going to... I was just going to say, I think, like, this made me think about Phoebe and Hannah's, like, conversation about just how, like, this school is so big. Yeah. And your interactions just become, like, a quantity over quality, basically. Like, you yeah. just have a lot of people that you know by passing. And honestly, it's just a matter of, like, trying to get trying to get to know people on, like, a deeper level, which is difficult. Because, like, yeah. the, the default is just going to be super surface level, and you're yeah. not going to get get to, like, really... Yeah, unless you live with them or you like go out of your way or you're in a community or a club, but otherwise, yeah, I I do see what you mean, but I think it's tied more to just the nature of the interaction. Oh my goodness, that's true. But sometimes I'd be trying to like talk to people in my class, and it's like just me putting in all the effort. Mm. I'll be like, "What's up?" or like, I'll be like asking them a question. I'll be like, "I like your shoes," and then they'll be like, "Thanks," or they'll be give me one word answers, which is fair. Like coming in as like. A transfer student, like, I want to make friends, but, like, clearly, like, other people, like, that's a lot of effort for, like, other people to put in, and, like, I, that's totally fair if they don't want to, but yeah. I feel like I haven't met those people that are trying to match mm-hmm. the same energy as me. Mm, sometimes I just I just feel like I don't like people. I'm just, like, damn. Just from the I, first interaction? I just, I, I'm just, like, I just, I just, I just can't feel, I'm just, like. Yeah, okay, exactly. I mean, I'm exactly. Yeah, some people just, like, aren't in the mood, which is fair. I don't know. Like, most of my friends are, like, in my language classes, because it's, like, a super... There's, like, less than 20 people. Mm. And so, like, we always study and, like, do stuff. And then, like... Mm. But, like, at my, I don't have any, like, real friends in my dorm. Like, but, like, I, I've been, like, getting to know some people, because, like, we go to the gym together. Mm. And so, like, I think it's, like, when you have, like, a repeated activity together... Yeah, exactly. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Just be at the same place, like, at the same time. Like, yeah, you're yeah, bound yeah, to, yeah. like, finally do something. Exactly. And also, you just have to get used to rejection. Yeah. Yeah. When I first came here, you know, I didn't really, again, I didn't have any expectations, but I thought I would have at least a couple friends. I mean, right now, I do thank God. Oh, my God. Imagine if I didn't. <laughs> Literally. Um, uh, but in the very, very beginning, when I didn't, like, I would talk to people in class and like, okay, she, she can be a new friend of mine and whatever. For instance, this is an example. This girl, she reached out to me. She said, hey, you look familiar. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you may have seen me here and then there. And then I told her, if you ever want to study together, reach out to me. And then she was like, oh, are you this ethnicity? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I'm this ethnicity. And then she never reached out to me ever again. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And at first she was so into me. And then randomly when I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually from, this is my background. She she Was she white? No. That's the unfortunate part. Yeah. But so when that happened, I was like, okay. I see you, U of M. Okay, so you just have to get used to, like, rejection, and you just don't take anything personally. I can't, like, express that enough. Like, nothing. Nothing. Especially, like, in these situations where everyone's, like, new. You know, people don't give a shit about your feelings. You know, just move on and don't take it personal. 
Yeah, I think I've I've found that making friends through classes is pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can depend on the class, but mostly people are there. You have class friends, and then you don't really interact with them outside of class, doing class things like studying, like you were saying. I live in a co-op this year. It's so fun, and I I just one of the biggest pluses for for that is you move into this house and it's just like 20 free friends or like 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 fun how because i've heard some wild stories about yeah co-ops. so so there's a few things co-ops the, the the co-ops are mostly white it's just like being um you know i'm like one of three people of color in my house of 20 um so it's mostly white people i think i just like vibe with the people at co-ops a lot more than you know if i were just to live with like a few friends it creates like a really good environment like it's super comforting to be around people that you know are just like gonna hang out with you always and like being friends with the people that you live with is like such a nice feeling top tier um what have you heard about co-ops well like the only thing i've heard about co-ops is like you just have a bunch of people living together but like the parties like co-ops are like pretty intense is what i heard I mean, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big person that goes out, but the parties are, I mean, I've been to a few. They're pretty fun. There's a big Halloween party. Have you ever, like in the beginning of your career here at U of M, did you ever feel like lonely? Yeah, I definitely felt lonely. I think my freshman year, I was really lonely. I made like not that many friends. And I think part of that is because it was such a big school. And I also like coming in had all these expectations because I'd been to the university and I was super excited to finally like live in Ann Arbor and take classes at this big university that I'd been seeing my entire life. And coming into that and like kind of realizing that, wow, this is such a big school and it's really, really hard to get to know people, especially people that like you would actually connect with. Um, And part of that is like, you know, finding like, um, people of color here, which has been honestly so hard for me because I'm not one to like join big cultural organizations because I feel like it can create an environment that's like not that good. Like for for example, IASA, which is the Indian American Student Association. Like I know a bunch of people that are in that from my high school and, you know, they, you know, thrive in that kind of environment. But like, I feel like it can also create this kind of like immature high schooly like i don't know if it's true for other cultural orgs maybe you guys know but yeah lean is like nodding her head. yeah i just um like there i it's it's been something i've been talking to a lot of people about like um asa so like the yeah. Student association and just like the community around here is like it's so nice to have that community but it does tend to be like super kind of like everyone especially the people who are like really proud of being in asa and it's really nice to see but it creates sort of this um clickiness and exclusiveness that that I like that like reminds me of like um like I don't know like high school cafeteria like like all like the cool kids like you know Mm -hmm. and that's not an environment for everyone. Yeah. Like, I definitely don't feel comfortable in that environment. I don't thrive in that No, no, me neither. <laughs> and so that's why, like, I was talking about this with, with somebody else, um, with actually one of my friends who is Indian that I recently um, became friends with. But, like, it's been so hard to find people in the diaspora, kind of, mm-hmm. that aren't in those big cultural orgs that I feel like I could actually connect with. Because another thing is, like, when you when you join organizations like that, it's like you need to go- commit to going there before you start to get to know people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after you get to know people, you're like, oh, do I, like, vibe with you or not? And if you don't, then it's just, like, such a big chunk of time that you've committed that didn't really amount to anything. And I don't know if this is your experience too, but I feel like especially in these cultural spaces, 
it feels like a lot of kind of like our cultural either like norms or expectations are reinforced so then like if you're I think especially like this is something I've been talking to also like one of my Arab friends about is like as queer Arabs too like it's so difficult to like just be I guess just like a feel like there's not a lot of the stigma that just attached like culturally Mm -hmm. I feel like so it's also something that I feel like whether it's like toxic masculinity or like this super like um you know enforced binary and like roles and like separate like it's just so ingrained into like even college kids I feel like oh yeah or do you you feel like it's super diverse here or is it kind of like I don't know how do you feel about the community here at University of Michigan so, like, I came from a place that was, like, really, really not diverse. So, when I came here, like, I, and I think this goes back to our conversation about expectations, but I really, like, that was, for me, you know, refreshing. I thought that I was going to really find a community. I was really going to, because, like, also my faith is a big part of my life. So, I thought also, like, you know, finding people who, because, again, I was the only Muslim. But I think, like, because of the kind of melding of my identities and also because, I don't know if being an immigrant had much to do with it, but I feel like a lot of the... I I didn't fit in in any of the spaces, really. Um, And so, like, let's say you're, like, Arab-American, you were born here or, like, have been here for a while. There are almost these just, like, unwritten rules that you, like, go by. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody knows that, right? Like, like, what kind of stuff do you tell your parents? What You know, like, all of that sort of stuff. And I had no idea about as well. It kind of, like, shattered all of my expectations because a big part of the first two years of my college experience mm-hmm. was having my family adjust to me being a college student. Wow. And that, like, kind of... So I... Like, just, like, the time and the emotional toll that took, like, it was not only lonely, because, like, I I didn't know anybody who was mm-hmm. going through this with. I didn't know anybody who would understand. Yeah. Kids just had it figured out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And and I guess, like, it's it's just, like, I, I, I came here expecting that I was, you know, going to gain, like, a little bit of independence. Have like Kind of like what you were talking about, mm-hmm. kind of, like, getting out of the house, being a person that I couldn't be. Yeah. But then that almost was contrasted with my parents' expectations of, like, you're just going there to do school. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're not doing school, you should be doing, like, family, you know? Right, and yeah. And it's, like, it's really hard to say, like, no, I need to, like, build a life here. Like, I need... Mm-hmm. But that just doesn't... You know, it's yeah. so difficult to have that conversation, which is why I asked you, you know, how did you manage mm-hmm. that? Like, I think that when you say that, like, your family having a hard time adjusting to the fact that you're a person outside of your family, you know, I definitely relate to that. Like, I I have been discovering that kind of for the past four years. Like, but I have a question for you, actually. Um, I know you you said you're an immigrant, right? Where did you, um, you can tell everybody, where did you um, immigrate from? Yeah, uh, so I came from Syria in 2012 with my family. For me, as an Indian American, like, I'm part of the diaspora because I was born here. Like, and I don't need to integrate myself into the diaspora almost because I'm already a part of it, like, as soon as I'm born. Did you ever feel like, and you talked about this a little bit, like, when you came to college, but, like, when you became aware that you were, like, oh, I'm, like, integrating myself into other um, MENA people, like, that are already in the United States. Like, did you ever feel like you had to, there was, like, a dissonance between you and those people? Or um, how, how how did you go about that? I think it's a really interesting existence. In my experience, and I think this happens with, like, um, a lot of people in diaspora, is there's, like, almost this, like, 
constant like need to like prove your like Arabness or like like how like how voter are you like how soon have you stepped off the boat right it, it, it was really interesting because I felt like the parts of me that I wasn't able to integrate were the exact parts that they were like trying so hard to like mm. uh, claim for themselves so like even something like Everyone knows that, like, you know, you go to, like, back home in the summers, like, every few years or every year or whatever. Yeah. Right? I couldn't do that because of, like, my immigration status. Mm -hmm. Right? And then it was also, like, a really interesting thing where the Syria that I remembered was not the Syria that they they now are familiar with. Mm -hmm. And almost, like, the one thing to, like, the claim of my, like, Syrianness and Arabness was, like, also that was, like, not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was almost, like, all the parts of me that I got to retain were all the parts of me that were either weaponized against me, like, oh, no, you can't do this because you're X, Y, Z. Or, like, the parts that just made it so difficult to be, like, a person. And then that has its own thing where, like, I stopped wanting to identify. Like, I stopped wanting to, because it just felt like, they, it was just, like, kind of like chains. I don't know. It's, I'm still grappling with that a lot yeah. and, like, trying to reclaim, especially in diaspora. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know how, like, I don't, I don't know if I can call myself diaspora. Yeah. It feels... I don't know. I th yeah. What is di diaspora is just like a community of people that exist in a country or, or a place that's um, not where they're from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. It makes me think a lot about like my mom's position, my parents' position, like coming here to like learn for their education because they both came here for um, higher education. And like they've lived in the United States longer than they've lived in India now. I just can't imagine, like that's such a strange, I can't imagine that feeling like I can never, they're so tied to their identity as Indian Americans um, and they really identify with their Indian heritage. The India that they grew up in is not the India that like exists today. I know the India that I like, you know, read about in the news or that my like cousins that are my age tell me about. My parents remember a different place in a different country. It's totally different. That's um, so, so interesting you say that. Yeah. Because like that, and I think like part of it also is because my parents like didn't choose to come here. It was like mm. the war that like made them need to leave. But to them, they like, their identity is tied to the Syria that was in 2011, 2012. Yeah. And like any changes that they feel like are happening there or any changes that are happening here like to us and like our values and our ideas, are just regarded as like a threat to like mm -hmm. the Syria that is so integral to their identity yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Do you do you ever find yourself in like conflict with your parents because of because of that? Yeah. Yeah. Ever since college, like um, it's just really really difficult for like so many reasons. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it just like everything about me became like, oh, you're so Americanized. Like anything mm -hmm. I did that was just nothing they were used to was like. Yeah. American. I, was, I remember it was really silly, but like I had like put like one time I'd put like my socks over my sweatpants, oh my and my mom's like, "Whoa, that's like so American!" Like she like got so upset at me. So it's like it's just like the little things that I feel like just get so. I don't know if like politicized or weaponized is the right words for it, but no, I know what you mean though. Yeah, and yeah. now like I feel like I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm like understanding that there like some distance and yeah. some like is important for both of us like mm -hmm. there needs to be some like self-preservation on both of our side mm -hmm. there's things we can't talk about there are things that i just need to like shut my mouth about and like you know just sit there and like yeah. you know so <laughs> yeah. um, so learning to navigate i guess mm -hmm. you know
I haven't had the chance to learn anything about like the outside world. I'm just so sucked into my Arabic class and my women's gender studies. Class. Like, come on, like I'm a woman, I know what's going on. Like, I don't want to take this class. No. Um, what did I learn thus far? I have learned. Bring sriracha Ooh, in your own bag yes, when you go to the dining halls. I just stole some. No, or steal some. No, or, steal some. <laughs> or it's uh, not stealing because we paid for it. No, you stole it. What else have I learned? Oh, cross, uh, jaywalk. Jaywalk as much as you can. Oh, do that a lot too. Mm, <laughs> me too. Uh, those, those crosswalks, they're not real. Okay, pedestrians, we have the right of way. You walk wherever you want. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not liable in court. <laughs> yeah, don't actually don't actually pay yeah, attention because oh, I almost got hit by a car today. Yeah, okay, but I have like a, a sixth sense. Like I don't get hit. There are no there are no cars. I'm walking. <laughs> Believe it. Um, I think that's what else have I learned? Um, if your parents, if you live in Michigan, your parents want you home every weekend. Say you have to study, mm. and that's it. Mm. That's a good oh my god. Got don't even. Mom. Don't what even. Do say, what do you say if they're like just study at home? Mom, I can't. Um, I miss you too much. I'll just talk to you the whole time. <laughs> Ooh, she's an oh expert. Oh my god, she's an that's a good one. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, whenever my parents call me and like I forget to call them back, I'm just like, oh, sorry, I had a I had a test or like I was so busy. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like, yeah, man. What and if like, your parents listen bad, to this? It's too, it's too oh late. Oh my god. They they gonna listen to this. They gonna oh look over god. Spotify. It's like, is this the one? It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know forget. about you guys. I send all of these episodes to my parents. Oh, that's oh, hell. So I'll keep I'll keep record which ones are are safe and which okay. ones are not. That's a good idea. Isha, what about you? I've learned that college is isolating, mm. like oh. very isolating. I felt like I kind of felt isolated at my last college, and that was a small liberal arts college, and like those one that one felt isolating. But like here, it's so isolating because there's just so many people, and everybody's just like doing their own thing. I'm like, dang, bro, like oh my god, this is too much. Like at least at my last college, like since it was so small. Campus was very small, and you would, like, see people you know, like, all the time. You, like, knew your friends in classes. You would see people in the dining hall. So that was nice to at least be able to be, like, like say hi to, like, kids you knew. But here, it's, like, just a one-track mind. I, like, sit out. I like to, like, sit in the diag and just, like, people watch. And, like, mm -hmm. people just got places to go, which is, like, also exciting to see. Like, it's exciting to see, like, new people every day, which I wasn't getting at my other college. Be like, oh, yeah, like, that person's kind of cute. And then you, like, never see them again, which is, like, fun. <laughs> it is fun. So, I, I agree with you. I love people watching. Right? Yeah. I hope I hope you, you know, it's a journey. Yes. Um, the college, I think Phoebe said something about, like, this, this school is really big until it isn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm really in that phase of, like, um, connecting. Like, I, I know, like, clusters of people. And all of those clusters are, like, connecting right now. And it's a That's really exciting. yeah, it's super exciting. I mean, it better be. You've been here for like twenty years. I know. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. No. You hit me where it hurts. So many people are gonna have said that I'm gonna be a forever student, but you know, it's fine. I love that. One thing I want to say. You said that. Wait. What, oh, you said you people watch. Everyone's doing their own thing. I feel like when people watch me be a person and walking around the diag, they feel like I have my shit. I don't. Yeah, right? I don't. <laughs> no. So when you people watch, you're like, oh, they all have places to be. I don't. Yeah, that's true. I have nowhere to be. I just, just be walking to walk sometimes. Yeah, walk, I mean, walk with yeah. purpose. I, like, I, I, go to, I go to Ugly. I just sit there for like 10 minutes. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> I, I need 
thousand steps. Like, right? yeah. Yes. I feel that, yeah. So don't feel intimidated. Like, yeah, I, no one knows what they're doing. True. That's true. And then, Literally. Like, I'd be busy, and I'm just like, I don't even know what I'd be busy with. I'd be like, it's like, it's like, all right, I need an hour to get lunch, need an hour to open my laptop. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to work now. And it's just like, I didn't do anything. I'm like, yo. Story where did the time go? <laughs> yeah. Okay, on that note, though, like what... um. I feel like my biggest lesson or, like, tip or, like, takeaway is just that, like, college is so fucking hard. Like, so like hard. It's, it's really hard. And if you're struggling, like, that's the most normal part of it. And everything takes so much effort and work. Like, making friends takes effort and yeah. time. And succeeding takes effort and time. And figuring out what you want to do. Like, and I'm totally for, like, what Renu was talking about. Like, taking time off. I took a semester off. That yeah. was probably one of the best decisions I have made in my college career. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a sprint. Take your time. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, give yourself some grace if you're able to take as much time as you can, you know. All professional schools, their average ages are increasing of acceptance. People taking gap years, you know. Have fun and yeah. Yeah. discover yourself, I guess. And Totally. Community college took so long for me, and, like, I missed a semester because I was traveling across the freaking globe. Like, cut me some slack, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's no... What was I saying? There's no rush. There's no rush. There's yeah. no rush I was going to say there's no finish no rush, line. Baby. There's definitely a finish line. There's a finish line, but, you know, take your time getting there. Yeah. Thank, like, yes, like make, yes. sure, make sure that you're secure before you uh, leave college because this is, like, a, you know, it might not feel like it now, May not feel like it freshman year or sophomore year, but you know, it's it's a really good environment to be in to learn and not just like learn academically, but like learn about yourself and like learn about other people and learn about Ann Arbor. Everything. <laughs> uh, thank you all for talking to us today and this has been really enjoyable to get to know everyone. I hope you all also had a good time getting to know our team and listening to us talk about our lives and um We'll talk to you later on Pass the Mics.